0: Welcome to TV told me presents. This is us. This is Iday. This is Christine. This is Georgia. And we are here to review episode three, the forefathers. Um, Christine, what do you think the show should have been called this week? You know, I knew we were going to start that way. So I was trying to think of like something witty, but honestly, all I have is that's my daddy. That's my daddy. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I like the idea of the forefathers. But to me, I think what it really spoke to is really seeing these men try so hard to be the father that perhaps they wanted or they had or on and on. But I just kept seeing it from the lens of the child. Like, no matter what you do, regardless, that's my dad. Like, you may think you're not doing enough, but you are enough. So that's why well, I would say that's my dad. I love it.
1: And I would call it something having to do with memories, maybe um memories, memories that are kept. Okay. I would call
0: it Deja versus the TV Dad because <laughs> I feel <laughs> like um of everything, that's what I remembered in the scene was Deja's face when she was like, I wish she would. And I was like, oh my God, this is taking a turn. I wasn't ready for. It. But we will get to that. Because okay, but well, I'm sorry. I sorry to cut you off. As y'all were talking, I have a new one that came to Christina, me. Christine, everybody gets one. Everybody gets I one. I understand, but let me
1: just ask But why to are mine. you still
0: talking? Okay, go ahead. Look, that's my daddy, colon, FOMO. Okay. <laughs> and that's fear of missing that's true. out. I feel like every dad was like, Well, oh my gosh, I'm gonna miss this. Or I missed like, everything was being led by the possibility that I'm missing it. But to me, the kids are like, That's my daddy. I know you got me. So yeah, I just want to add my FOMO okay um no i think that's good i think everybody or i would say comparison is crippling too because i feel like everybody was comparing everything they did to someone else but i you know what i feel like this episode was an episode where they were like listen this is our last season we're about to we're about to give you a lot of information because we're going to set the stage for things that are about to happen um so we brought back everybody's character from the strangers little jack damon so kate and toby's son and he's grilling with his wife and he's like, you know what, anytime I cook, it makes me think of that day. And I'm like, well, what happened that day? And then right. they cut to another scene and I was like, but I would like to know what happened that day. Um, and then they show Jack coming in from work and he misses his kids and you know, he's like, oh, we'll go out this weekend. And Toby's showing us how he's working you know, in different cities and talking to the kids via video totally a decision that he made so i don't feel sorry for him anyway and then kevin visiting his kids in the morning with madison and every time it just gets more and more draining for them and so uh, i thought it was interesting but i also kind of was like is, is this like a normal dad scenario where they feel like they are always missing something i'm confused
1: i just think that these dads were all I want to say unique, but maybe not. Maybe this is a modern dad thing. But to me, I seem like they all had kind of unique situations going on, besides, you know, the first Jack.
0: Yeah. The only one that seemed like really excited was and felt like he wasn't missing out was Randall because he was like teaching Deja to drive and they were going to be in the car together. So yeah.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true. I'm sorry. I forgot about Randall. Yes, of course. Rand. Yeah, Randall and Jack. They both had, yeah. But
0: I love that because uh because Big Jack thought he was missed, should we call him, I don't know, now that there is now that Jack Damon is in the picture, I don't yeah. know if we should call him Little Jack. If we should call him JD or what? Because he messes up the conversation if we just call him Jack.: I think Little Jack is fine. Okay. So I love that Big Jack had planned to take his kids to the movies because he's like, you know, I've missed out on so much. I'm going to take my kids to the movies. We're going to have a moment um and he's really excited like planning it out and everything um so that was really cute and they also showed like Kevin at Kate's house because for whatever reason Kevin doesn't want to live by himself Though I do kind of understand that um so he's at Kate's house helping out with the kids and he's just like I love looking at your kids but you know what kids I wish I was looking at my own I wish that we were eating breakfast and hanging out and then Toby you know. comes in kisses all his kids kisses his wife And Kevin is still like looking like, this is what I wish I had. And I'm just like, do you wish you had this though? Because Toby
1: is barely there. Exactly. Well, I think the thing that he wanted more was the fact that he was coming in kissing his wife because when him and Madison, when he arrives at Madison's house each day, it's just handing her a cup of coffee with no affection, you know, towards their mother. And so I think he was kind of envying that. And then also, I kind of thought, I was like, is this kind of a deep thing they're doing? You know, how he hands her the coffee every time or her tea. And then one time they got the wrong cup and they are like, ew, gross. And I don't know, to me, I was just kind of like, you know what? I think that was a deeper meaning right there. Did y'all think into that at all? I didn't. What'd you see as the deeper meaning? I don't know. Just the fact that things can look the same. Mm. And it's one of those things where, you each have your own individual, you know, the, the individual thing that works for you. Yeah. And immediately when it's not what you're supposed to have, you know it immediately. And they both immediately switched it. And they all, in, in this episode, everybody had their own unique situation.
0: That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't put that together. That makes sense. Yeah, no, I think that was good. Um, yeah, and I I guess the other thing was just like, planning too like they all had these every single one of the dads in the show had this day that was planned out where they were going to do this amazing thing and they had this picture perfect thing like for instance when Jack goes to the movie theater with the kids you could tell that he pre-planned it because he he ordered three individual popcorns with three individual raisins and I can let you know almost any family, you're not getting your individual popcorn as a child. <laughs> They're <laughs> buying a big bucket and you're for all love, The total was $8. So things have uh, changed. That also, but I mean, with inflation, things have changed, but like that's still a lot of money for three kids. $8 in now time. I don't know what that would be compared. Cause like, okay, now if you took your kids, if you took three kids to the movies, I know for a fact, cause I went to see Spider-Man. If you get a drink at the movies, it's six twenty five for one drink. And that's why I was was like, I'm going to be thirsty for this whole movie because I refuse to pay $6 for this regular size Coke that is $1.50 on the outside. And that's why I stop at the Dollar Tree. (laughs) (laughs) Kids ball out. okay. What you're saying is that you bring a purse to the movie theater.
1: Every time. (laughs) Who's going to check me, boo? Who's going to check me? And Dollar Tree would like y'all to know that was not a paid sponsorship. <laughs> it was not,
0: but <laughs> I am available. <laughs> also, I I want to make sure just because, you know, sometimes people say we sound alike. That was Christine. A day doesn't no do that, that. So you don't have to check my purse. I'm fine. That was me. Um, If I'm coming into the movie, I'm coming with a full Taco Bell meal, but that's fine. Don't even worry about it. um so yeah so he so he's really planned this out he's gotten the kids their individual thing he has his coffee he's like ready to go in his mind he's like these kids are gonna love it and then I only know this from doing background research could you guys tell what movie it was the kids were watching no
1: no but Kevin said it was boring
0: well Kevin evidently doesn't know true art because I watched this (laughs) I watched this movie when I was little and I really liked it Although I haven't gone back to watch it, but it was American Tale. Somewhere Mm -hmm. out there. You guys don't remember that that song? Remember? There are no cats in America. No? You guys didn't watch this in class or anything? Okay. We are different age groups. But anyway, in my day, the American Tale was off the chain. It was an immigrant rat that got taken away from his family on The voyage to America, and he was trying to find them um but yeah it was actually really cute and it had some really cute songs in there but little kevin felt like it wasn't a movie for him and he was gonna venture out to get free samples in the food court which just sounds like something christine would do on so many levels
1: (laughs) (laughs) that is true you know and and then the other thing like i don't know as far as the whole movie thing like he was really asleep for a long time yeah like an hour, like I've been known to drift off in my movies, but I don't think I would drift off that long. That's a long time.
0: But you know, I think that really speaks to one, the different layers and complexities of parenthood. So here he is, this father who wants to show up differently than his father showed up in his life. Yet he still has the same demand of wanting to provide. So he's working, missing them, going to sleep at night, missing the wake up and all that. So I think it was like, I know, and he even if you think about it, he was even almost apologizing to the popcorn guy. He's like, well, I'll take the coffee because it's been such a long day. I like used to tell he was living in that place of guilt. And so I think to me, it was like, okay, I'm trying everything I can. As long as I'm here, they'll remember the movie. And I think when he woke up, it was like, oh my gosh, I, that wasn't enough. And I think for me, that was just a reminder as a parent. It was like, okay, they want to watch this movie. I'm going to go ahead and lay down, while, but I'm going to be next to them while they're watching the movie on the couch but how it really is important how we show up as far as like the being present
1: yeah no, it's true because you know even talking about like how we were saying whenever uh Toby came home like you know I think Kevin had that idea of dang I'm here present with their family his sister just said oh I'm so glad you're here you're able to help us and like even Toby's coming in giving him a kiss like he's like This again is some coffee I need to spit. Like I don't fit in here. So then he tried, like I'll make dinner. They're like, no, you don't fit Kevin. So I'm really afraid of how Kevin is going to react in the future with all these places that he doesn't fit in. You don't fit in at Madison's house. You don't fit in at your sister's house and you don't fit in even on the set of the man. Like there's nowhere where Kevin fits. So I'm afraid of what's to come for him this season.
0: Let me just say, I don't think that it's nowhere where Kevin fits. I feel like Kevin makes himself not fit like he makes him he makes himself the exception in situations like instead of being like I'm a brother to my sister right now like and you know being a great uncle he was just like oh I'm not Toby I'm not coming home to the family dinner and with Madison he wasn't like hey this is somebody who I didn't love but that I have a great friendship with I'm so glad he was just like oh my god you're not the love of my life and you also don't want me to live in your in your apartment it's just like, people can't fit into your imaginary Mm -hmm. world of where you want them to be. Like, you have to actually like, see, like, like we said before, you have to be in reality. And for whatever reason, he chooses not to do that. That's a good point. Yeah, I guess he
1: has a little, you know, all is me attitude a lot of times. And I guess that's just part of of being a celebrity. I mean, he's very privileged. He even alluded to that at some point, like, oh, I'm over here, you know, living in my sister's bedroom when I could afford a house bigger than this. Like, you know, he he just doesn't know where he fits. And I just think maybe he's just a celebrity syndrome. Who knows? And
0: you know, but see, I think he was driven to celebrity to get some type of um shine or recognition. Like we were talking about last week, as far as acting being his almost like his trauma response to avoid reality. And I think it does stem to stem perhaps to even their birth story. You know, here you are, um, And he always talks about how everything was Randall, 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 you know? So I think that it still has so many implications for present day for him, you know? Yeah, that's that's true. I can see that. But then it's just, there's a lot of people that are doing, that are acting very Kevin-like. For instance, um, Toby feels like he's gonna be the man by coming home with these gifts, okay? So he brings little Jack a football that beeps. And Kate's like, hey, it's about to be time for his nap. Please don't play with it now, but you could play with it when he gets up. Just don't play with it now. And he's like, oh, of course, I wouldn't do that. Go get your hair done. The moment that she leaves, I'm sure he beeped on that football and threw the football back and forth with the boy. And it's just like, can, but if you don't follow the directions that are in place, <laughs> because you feel like you deserve that, you don't even know what you're missing out on or messing up. So because he did that, he had to miss the play because the boy missed his nap and was like really irritable.
1: Exactly. And I think
0: it, that speaks.
1: Oh no! No, no. I was just gonna say, what kind of babysitter was that? That was the friend. First- <laughs> like, Someone I was- that should
0: not be a babysitter. First off, she only she only feels comfortable when the kids are asleep. You're right. <laughs> so if they wake up for water, she's in distress. She doesn't know what to do.
1: Yeah, I, I listen. Uh, Kate better not be paying her anything over half price because you're taking major risks with this little girl. <laughs>
0: a fever. oh i know she was like thank god <laughs> you know what you need to do never come back here because but yeah. i also think that if toby wouldn't have been so instant with everything that he was thinking like i'm gonna take control kevin had nothing to do they could have easily called him <laughs> and said hey can you come and watch the kids and he would have done it and they would have felt comfortable but toby was like i got it i'm gonna fix it don't worry about it you know And it was like, you did it, but you did it in a way that like, didn't actually help the situation. You did it in a way where you caused more problems
1: than less. That is true because you put her right into the hands of, but no, that is true. And I didn't think about that. Kevin really actually needed to be rescued from that situation because he was so uncomfortable on the set.
0: He was uncomfortable. I mean, the fact that he looked at those dolls as his kids (laughs) <laughs> and it was like <laughs> telling this amazing story of family and how proud he was of them to where he started to stare off in the distance where everybody was like are you okay he was like I'm fine I am fine it's just like sir you're a little too in your head right now come back But I can see that when you literally are acting um but remember this is his coping mechanism and now you have to act out what looks like your dream you know to really be that father around the dinner table and then it's twins so, I mean, I, I kind of felt him right there. You oh, know, like,
1: that's true. He said that yeah. that's what you imagine was at the dinner table. Remember, he said that yes. later? The, mm-hmm. he said, the moment of family I always want is that around the dinner table. And that's exactly what he was doing. Did y'all catch that before, right now? I did. I did
0: a little bit, but I still was kind of like, those dolls look really creepy. So, like, <laughs> the dolls didn't look creepy. I don't know how you had a moment. I just feel like at any moment, those dolls were going to be like, ah, <laughs> like, <mm-mm>. yeah, <laughs> dolls are very scary. That's all I'm going to say. And those dolls, can you imagine those dolls at night? Like if your kid brought that doll home at night, no way. I'd be like, oh my God, I don't know what
1: happened to it. It got lost. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, you know what, now that you brought it up, I actually am really sick of Kevin because he had the <laughs> opportunity, like the man said, to make all this money you know you have a stable job you live and i mean like there are so many struggling actors and for you to say oh well the manny just isn't deep enough for me or it's it's so cliche and it's like he's not even appreciative of the blessings that are given to him
0: he also makes me nervous because when he started like looking off into the distance i was like is he about to quit his job again because he needs Mm. this job like don't mess up your money kevin like i understand you know you have all these high expectations for yourself but this is a job that you committed to don't mess up other people's paychecks i hear what y'all are saying but what if your job and your quote-unquote good thing is actually what is like taking the breath away from your life you know what i mean like he's suffocating Mm, i mean at what point is your at what point does your commitment and your word have have value and at what point i mean i give that but i'm just saying at the end of the day life is short so he really, I feel like this is always his grapple. And I think that's why he keeps coming back to the same place, like down to his identity. Who is he really? And I still think he's trying to answer that question. So until he has pizza I me, mean, I don't care if he makes 20 million a year, it's not going to be enough. And I kind of think that's unfair because that happens to people where it's like, girl, you got everything. You should be happy or boy, you doing it. Where it's like, obviously not, you know, <laughs> for me to still be coming around this loop. So I don't, I kind of disagree on that. I, I feel with I feel for Kevin. I really do. Because he really is trying his best to figure it out. And I think what also this episode brought up is the way that men perhaps don't get a space to grieve or to process their feelings in the same way. Cause I'm gonna be real with you, kind of how I felt through the episode is maybe looking at these daddies a lot. Then I was like, dang, that's the whole problem, Christine. Like, I think usually we're so focused when we think about the family, like the mom and what she's doing and the sister. So like to keep hearing these narratives around the men and their process, it, I had to like check myself. Like, usually I think we do have them in a box that can constrain their ability to, you know, be
1: in so many different ways. That's true. And all of them, it all, for the all each man, except for Randall, it all went back to their job. Mm, yep like that was the center of their whole world I mean which I guess makes sense because it takes up a great part of the day but it just seemed like their issues were stemming from their job as far as Toby and Kevin and Jack like it was job was the problem and that's where they're spending most of their day so that's not good and I think that's the you know situation with a lot of men and see I wonder
0: is it the job that is the problem or is it these sometimes unrealistic expectations of what it means for me to have this job or provide, like how it's supposed to quote unquote look. Like, oh, I'm working so hard because I love my family. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder is it the job or their relationship with their job?
1: Because somebody, yes,
0: the somebody at the job was like, no, I got to go home at five, sorry. True. Mm-hmm. I am normally that person. I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you guys. <laughs> or I'll be online, but I'm not staying here anymore because I I can't. It's too much. I can't. You but did. I also think if Kevin had a friend at work, things would be different for him. But he has some really shady, shady co-workers because that new manny invited him out. And then whoever directed it was perfect. The, once Kevin said, okay, my card is open, drinks on me. They literally Ooh. turned their back to him
1: sure and had
0: their own conversation. And I was like, I mean, at least pretend like he's in the conversation. At least try to get to know him. He came out. He didn't have to. So I was just like, well, that's cold-blooded. I was not, I'm not a fan. <laughs> not a fan of any of the Mannings. And then the little girl that's supposed to be his daughter was trying to date him. And I was like, mm, Kevin, don't fall into this trap. Yeah, no, so thank God he got a video of his little girl walking for the first time true and he stayed strong he did not I thought I was a little nervous he was gonna take a drink so she'd be like I'm investing this much in his alcohol let me at least get one so I was I was very proud of it (laughs) yeah I'm glad he did not think about that so that was really good um but his immediate thought again was like because simply could have made a phone call to say oh my god are they still up like let me come out there but instead he was like bye everybody at the bar let me drive out to Madison's house in the middle of the night and Madison the I need to see my kids walking right now and she was like they are asleep please leave
1: yeah when he when he first got to the door I thought the man was gonna be there because the way she Me when so. he heard the door she was looking crazy I was like oh no the man is there yes well the man
0: was on his way sure was and she was like you need to go because we are about to watch our shows and I still got to go wash my hair And I think it took him a second of her really getting upset and being like, and I think that's true too. When you look at other people's lives, you see the highlight part, but you don't see like the rough parts of it. And so everybody, so Kevin's like, oh, I wish I could switch places with you. And she's like, this is hard work. And all of a sudden he was like, you're right. You're right. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and go. Cause there's no way he's going to be able to do that level of work. He just doesn't have that temperament. True. And I think I was so proud of her. Because a part of me was like, is she gonna fall into him trying to cope or feel better by, in a way, using her? Like, oh, you can just stay here tonight or don't worry about it. But I think I'm, I'm just so proud of her for being like, no, I see what this is and I'm really gonna function accordingly. So I think that's just such a great example for so many people, because I think it's so easy. Like, well, we could still kind of act like we have the picture, you know? So I'm just so happy with her. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I think I love that for Kevin too. I mean, we could just like finish his part. I think the thing I love for that for Kevin too, is that he, he goes home or he goes to Kate's house, which is his home. And he kind of is like in a, not a great like mood. And he's explaining to Toby how he, you know, wanted to be a square. He wanted to, it to be him, Madison and the kids. But I also, am just like, that is extremely selfish. There's somebody that you don't love And you don't want to like give that romantic love to, you just want them to be a placeholder for this sense of perfection that you have around the dinner table. And the fact that she is like, I don't want to be a part of that really throws you off. Like you almost want her to like be a martyr martyr to like for your vision. And I like that Toby said, okay, a square is cool, but a triangle is a lot stronger. And I think in general, that's just what he has to do and it's really hard for him but he has to get out of this imaginary world and be in a realistic world. Like you have something that's a lot stronger than that. So you need to focus on that and not this thing that's in your head.
1: True.
0: True.
1: Yeah. And And I think I
0: like that moment of connection because I don't think we've really seen too much of Toby and Kevin having like heart to heart. So I like that it was like a dad to dad moment. Like I feel you where he was really able to, he had to voice what was really coming up for him like especially if you're saying juxtaposing this fantasy had in his head and then because you can see when uh toby named the triangle i think at first he was like "Yes, yeah, so in this triangle it's gonna be you madison the kids well you can tell he was waiting. no what the three parts? and i think when he heard that it was just him and the kids he was like okay well. like it was such a good moment we really had to be snapped into reality like yeah yes yeah, this is your life bro. that's it there ain't nobody else no one's Mm-mm. coming no one's coming <laughs> that TikTok no one's coming um so then he goes to his room and he's doing what a lot of people do when they're in their feelings he just starts looking at pictures of his kids and he's just like oh I really want some connection right now and he dials a number and I'm like oh my gosh not again I don't have time like this is too much he dials a number and then your girl Cassidy picks up and I said military girl I didn't think it was gonna be you I really thought it was gonna be First, I thought it was going to be a 25-year-old. Then I thought it was going to be Sophie. And I had already, my eyes were already pre-rolled. Like I was ready. I was, all they had to do was drop yeah. down. And then I was like, Cassidy, I wasn't expecting that. But I love that he told her, I called you not only because you're age appropriate and you know me, but also because you're across the country. So we definitely are not yeah. going to be sleeping together tonight. And I was like, Kevin, look at you making good decisions You're yeah, staying on your honest. program. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And someone that he can call that he can be honest to. Like, I was so happy that he connected with her and met her. Because, I mean, he was completely vulnerable. In the first one minute of their conversation, he didn't have to warm up. It was like, you and me. And I thought that was really beautiful that he had that kind of support outside of his family. And then think about
0: it. If we roll back to when they first met, that was a low time for Kevin. So I feel like she's seen him at his worst. It wasn't no Manny. None of that was going on. And he really had to be vulnerable in those moments, trying to get to know Nikki, figuring out the AA and they have, you know, a lot of commonalities. So, and she's connected to Nikki, whom we love. So, yeah. yeah and I, I think this I, episode really speaks to the power of Nikki. Cause I was like, did his plane make it? Like, is he, is he there as well? <laughs> when is Kevin going to be in Pennsylvania with him? I have many questions about Nikki. Cause he never showed up in this episode and I was, I actually missed him. I was like he could to do a little pop-up but he didn't he wasn't in this episode and why couldn't they give Miguel this is my thing Miguel is a father so I'm like wow <laughs> four fathers guys
1: oh let's be honest what Miguel has not fathered his children really because remember when he I don't know if you remember a couple of seasons back when they went to his family's house like his kids mm-hmm. do not know him like he literally became a Pearson and forgot Again, i don't know but i would
0: have liked to see that like something there's something else we don't know with that
1: because it just seems for him to to become such Mm -mm. what is that thing uh whoever i'm with there's like a saying love the one you're with he took Mm. that far Mm, he just but he was not
0: that time they went to dinner they were very bitter there was it was a very passive aggressive dinner where they were basically like and who are you (laughs) Mm. and why are you here and he was like, well, I'm your father. And they were like, huh,
1: interesting. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah. But my thing is, to me, there's always a story because obviously we know their parents divorced. So what's the story there? But then also, is he not a father figure to the big three and their uh, significant others? Okay, nobody's with me on that. But I was like, damn, they totally X out Miguel and his role, wilders. I'm hoping that somewhere in this season, though, they do have a Miguel episode where they really just explain. Because I will say this. um, He wasn't, we say he was a father to the Pearsons, which, yes, I I agree with that because he was helping them out. But when he divorced his wife, there was a long period of time where he was just out on his own. And him and Rebecca weren't together. So, like, he had plenty of time to talk to his kids. So what was Miguel doing? Was he... Was he dating? Was he working? Like, what was happening? Remember, he oh.
1: kept knocking on he kept knocking on the Pearson's door, trying to help her change tires, trying to help her do whatever she needed.
0: That's and probably true. working.
1: I don't think he was looking at his kids. Mm. Well, mm.
0: I think that explains a lot why Miguel wasn't in this episode. We
1: don't want to <laughs> we don't want to highlight
0: that. <laughs> well, I will say there's are dealing in reality because it's not a unique story. Because if we even roll back, that's true. Even when Jack and him were co-workers. I remember Miguel being like, yeah, I got to go get the kids. It doesn't seem like he was always available. Um, Whenever the phone rang, Miguel was like, I could be there in five. Yeah, that's true. Well,
1: you know what? That's the reason they should have called it Five Fathers. And they should have shown what a dad beat looks like. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, but they had already packed in some
0: so much i think they were like we can't deal with the complexities of, M- of miguel turning his back on his family if that's Ooh. what he did i cannot fully say that's what he yeah, did yeah we don't know i can just say we his know. kids are very resentful towards him I,
1: you know i think his kids pretty much told us in that dinner all they had to say which was not many memories and then also they could have fit miguel in because it would have been just-, oh. <laughs> just a little bit <laughs>
0: It could have been a three minute scene of Miguel, uh, of Miguel's kids calling him, sending them to the voicemail and being like, "Now, did you need anything else done around the house, Rebecca? That, I mean, that would have been
1: yeah, in there.
0: But you know, that actually, to me would have given some layers, some more layers that people could relate to because think about it. You also, I think there are a lot of kids that are asking why, like what happened where you just totally got with these people, didn't worry about us. But maybe it was this moment where the the ex-wife said, we don't need, you." I mean, who knows? He may have felt exed out or whatever. So I do think that would have actually been interesting to see. Because, I mean, that's a common dynamic. That is true. Where he may not have known how to father. And then maybe he saw such a need with Rebecca and her kids where he felt like, okay, perhaps I can be wanted here, kind of.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's really they really didn't give us a lot of background on miguel like we we know that uh-uh. he's a immigrant from puerto rico but we don't know if his parents were here locally right. or if he came like so maybe he didn't have a father you right. know maybe not having that example i mean we're, we're we're doing we're adding a lot of things in here
0: <laughs> but yeah, i think miguel's a good time guy i think if, i think if you show him something that's not a good time he's out that's just yeah. that's what it is
1: hey whoa I don't know about that one. Not if it has to do with Rebecca.
0: Mm. I don't know about that either. I think he's, I think uh, he got with Rebecca after the kids were officially out, out of the house. And he was like, you know what? Let's Ooh, start that's a but good when they point, were still now. in the house, he was like, oh, you know, I'll fix a thing or two, but I can't be here long term. because uh, You got a lot going that. on. <laughs> that's a good point now um we have made a whole whole nother story about miguel that didn't exist and we know nothing. but about. other people are thinking about miguel too we want to know what's going on
1: that is true. you know what they don't they left it on the editing room floor about him being a deadbeat because they don't want people to hate miguel anymore like i think miguel is the most like hated character I mean, we had to pick a character of like the least favorite i think miguel would take the win don't but y'all people hate- are starting
0: to like miguel though they really are there are people who are starting to like miguel there's quite a okay. few people
1: Question. The way I you say least, that, yeah, I who's your least count. favorite? Who's your least favorite character day
0: on First the whole?
1: Off,
0: as a child of God, I don't think of people as my least favorite. Girl. I think of it all being love. Girl. <laughs> but I'm gonna guess? go ahead and guess that your least favorite character is Miguel.
1: You know what? I'm not gonna say that. My least favorite character is not Miguel, actually. I'm gonna leave that for suspense. Christine, who's yours? What? i i've never <laughs> thought of
0: it that way
1: i uh, love I this she's like I mean, everybody
0: has a least favorite character right i'm not gonna share mine but exactly <laughs> yours are. yeah i really can't think of least favorite. i feel like everybody has their role so to me that's like how do you
1: separate your foot from hand? you know i don't i'm not gonna go there with you <laughs> okay this is a christian show we're not doing least favorite take it off the take it off the role
0: well obviously you have a least favorite character now i want to know who that is I was going to
1: say, if it was going to be my, well, honestly, I mean, I don't want to like go back into the archives too much. I've always wondered about the little girl and her horse and why they brought oh, her yeah. up. <laughs> never circle back around oh it's gonna circle back so how is it's that your searching. least favorite character because it was um madison's doctor and his daughter but my thing is that's the thing about this show they introduce characters and they develop them and they give a story and i kept waiting and waiting and it no, just we're still waiting
0: it's gonna come that was I all i don't think perfect. it's gonna come i'm gonna go ahead and say it. i don't think that's i think that served its purpose what was I the purpose? that's why i to don't show that it. madison to show to have a, a moment for madison and her doctor to show that strangers enter your life and leave your life i'm telling you i don't think they're coming back they got well, then why would they to talk so it. much about that daughter and the horse no it's coming back y'all y'all know how this show is but why would War, they? The
1: seasons that was like literally was that last season? Well, I don't know. Maybe it was the beginning of last season.
0: So is she your least favorite character because she has a horse? Is there jealousy? I'm confused. Why is she of
1: all the people? Why is she your least favorite? Because I need to know more. Even though like um, what's her name? Sally's husband was only in one episode. I I feel like I knew him. I don't know anything about those people. And I'm like, why did you all bring these people to me if you're not going to let me know? Like Even the Crock-Pot people. Okay, your purpose was you gave this Crock-Pot away. I just never saw the point and the purpose of the horse and the little girl.
0: Mm, okay. Um, well, one character that they did show and someone that we do know is Toby. So um, Toby now is at home. The kids put the kids to sleep. Kate um, is at her performance of her kids and she's talking to her boss. And her boss says, you know what? Me and my wife used to have this thing about towels and I used to complain about it to the point of where I stopped complaining about it. And then I realized it's not even worth it anymore. And I think that gave Kate a revelation like, oh, and then he said, if you guys are still talking about it, then you're still good. And she goes and she buys soft serve ice cream and she comes home to Toby and she's like, I think we're gonna make it. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Cause to me, I feel like, The energy that I get from Toby is, if I'm busy, if I'm busy, then I can just do extravagant things and it's okay. And unfortunately, I think that's the mentality of a lot of, I won't even say men, I'll just say modern people, where it's like, I'm working, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing that. And then let's go to Disney World and let's have this big gift or whatever. And I'm working and I'm working, I'm working. Okay, and then here's this crystal and here's this ball and it's just like, okay, sometimes I just need for you to calm down and like pay attention to what's going on around you. So
1: that was just really interesting. It was interesting because she didn't even like that gift. And that gift was such a bad gift for, I mean, I don't say bad. I mean, I'm being so negative. Oh my gosh. um, You know, I just felt like that gift was not fitting. The fact that you've been absent, like I understand you're overwhelmed with the kids, but to say, oh, you've been alone all this time, please go alone again. Like your gifts need to be bringing the family together. Like the football idea was a good time, a good gift for you all all to go play football together at an appropriate time that wasn't nap time and things like that. But to send her away, I just felt like that's not what she needed. Like, I don't know. I didn't like that gift. And then also that purse was whack. I don't think she liked even the box it was in. That purse
0: looked hella cheap and that box looked used. It looked very used. I was like, where did you get this? She
1: didn't like it. At all. She didn't like that gift, and I didn't either. That
0: purse looked like it smelled like an old lady. It really did. It looked
1: like an old lady. It was. Mm-mm.
0: I don't think that was a new purse. I think that was from a resale shop. Mm-mm. I was not a fan of the purse, and you could tell they never showed the full purse. They only showed the top of it, and I was just like, "Did some?" Uh, it just was. It wasn't good. It was not good.
1: I think they purposely did that to show you how bad of a gift it was. Yeah, and so then he says.
0: So then he he talks with Kevin, they connect. And then he tells Kate in this moment, hey, I want us to be able to spend quality time together as a family. So we're going to buy this barbecue pit where we can grill. And even though that gift made sense with the speech that he was saying, it just didn't make sense with the night to me. Like I was like, I get it, but I don't get it. Um, And so fast forward, it gets super dramatic because little Jack is finishing barbecue and his wife is like i don't know why you have this grill it's the day that your parents marriage blew up and then they show the scar on his head and i was like what the hell just happened so i don't know if toby was grilling meat and wasn't paying attention to jack and then he got burned or what happened
1: let's take a moment for little jack that baby can act first of all the baby is so cute like of course all kids oh, are cute. so cute but oh that, yeah it's he, he, so cute but I honestly believe that was like his daddy like he was like oh yeah he's. I was like how did they train him like that and then the It's thing- so right because even he was like say bye to mommy bye mommy <laughs> I know
0: he was so cute that the the little boy that played like baby jack so cute oh my gosh and his little voice was so cute
1: And I loved his hair. I mean, I just loved like I loved everything about him. And then also I think they really used someone that was legally blind too.
0: Yeah, visually impaired. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I was like, that is uh that is great. Yeah, Yeah, no, I love that.
0: Yeah. And I love that they like solved the mystery for us. They were like, no, we were not playing with you guys. Toby and Kate are definitely gonna break up soon and it's gonna be over this grill. So household appliances do not do well with Pearson mm, family I didn't even put that So together. anytime somebody gives you a household appliance as a Pearson or you buy one, you need to be really weary because it's either going to take somebody out of your life or it's going to break up a relationship. Ooh, so that's true. I just want Beth and Randall to not take in any household appliances because we don't need no that. air fryers. Nothing. Nothing.
1: Nothing. I will say though, Toby did not um he got his money's worth because um little Jack is still using it today so the they did last yeah so the marriage didn't but the grill did
0: exactly um but I also love that little Jack seems to have a really good marriage like him and his wife are like communicating really well and I mean their house is amazing and they're just kind of yeah. like they just seem very chill and at peace with each other and I'm like you go ahead little Jack you have a cute little marriage yeah um Somebody else that has a really good marriage, of course, is Randall. And I mean, this scene is just hard all the way around. Because the thing is, all of this could have been avoided if Deja would have just listened to Randall's music. But instead, she chose to plug her phone up to the car. (laughs) Okay. That's where all her problems started. If she would have just been like, nah, I'm going to keep my phone on me and not plug it in, none of this would have happened. But because she wanted to play her own music, the phone alerted Randall to the fact that Deja had been in the streets. Because
1: mm-hmm. on the preview, we were talking last week about how oh she can recover from this, but when he said I'm so Ooh. glad you were here last week, like he told the whole story on the text. Story, and why is he telling the Why
0: is he giving all this information in a text message, sir? Exactly. Just say
1: I miss you and be done. Just say give yeah. me a call. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, yeah, that was like, and and I will say. This scene right here shows you why Randall deserves all the, or uh, Kay Sterling Brown deserves all the awards that he gets as far as Emmys and all that stuff, because his eyes, talk about (laughs) rising. His eyes told the entire story of every emotional feeling. Like he didn't have to say anything. And I I thought that was so real because in that moment as a parent, you're not going to say anything because you're in shock and it just comes through your eyes. And I thought that he did it really well.
0: I'm a grown adult and- I felt the tension in the car and I felt very awkward. Like, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's how much they acted that scene. Like, I felt like it I is. was in trouble. Like, I, it just brought up some past memories that I didn't feel comfortable sitting in. I was like, this is not good. <laughs> this is not it good. Is. So, yeah. And then I love that when he got with Beth, because you could tell he said nothing to Deja, but when he got with Beth, they were just like going back and forth about what to do. And it's just like, you could tell they had no ideas except lock her away forever
1: yeah but but you know
0: um going back a little bit to the car scene I think in that moment it just reminded me of those moments as a parent where you're like I got this I'm a parent we're happy they probably think I'm their BFF like this is just great and I think his eyes also shared like wow there's still more like I really thought that you know we were at a different place and I also think I think a part of him was so happy because it's like, here is my adopted daughter and I'm giving her what I didn't get. You know what I mean? And I think it was like, so that means that X, Y, and Z, like, you know, with Randall, he's always having to check off these boxes. Like, I'm doing this right. I'm perfect. Like, I got this. So I think it was that moment like, oh my gosh, I actually don't have control over you. Um, so I I really also did, I'm with you. I appreciated that moment with um, Randall and Rebecca, not Rebecca, Um Deja. No, the wife. Beth. Beth. Beth, um, Because I thought it was also real. Like, you know, they always seem to have it so together. Uh, but in that moment, it's like, really, this is a whole other stage that we have. We weren't even actually not quote unquote supposed to get to because, you know, their daughters are just kind of entering their teenage years. And now here it is. We have a junior and we got to deal with a whole lot right this moment. Like we can't really we don't have too much time to game play.
1: Well, I will say, um, we serve a prayer, answering God, because he said before he left, he said, she's going to be stuck with me and she's going to have to get close with me. She's going to have to be vulnerable with me, talk <laughs> to me. And it's like, Oh, okay. You want to know what's going on in Deja's life. Let's play these text messages for you. Roll the tape. <laughs> Ooh,
0: what do they say? Be careful what you pray for. Exactly. No, 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 Ooh, Yeah. No, that was a really stressful scene. And, um, And I don't know if I liked it or if I didn't like the fact that they just showed Beth go into Deja's room but they never showed the conversation. They just kind of were just like they had a, but I guess it's because it was just like I think it was a conversation where there's no way that you could really show it to convey it correctly just because at some point like you could hear a lot of stuff and hear them apologizing but you know they're making up stories or you know that they're only telling part of it and you also know that they're going to still want to go see this person or whatever so you know what's interesting maybe I might have missed it but I didn't actually assume they had a conversation because it seemed like Deja had her back turned on the bed and in my mind I thought I saw it as like Beth that was the moment she like knew that feeling of like she is really hurt that like she's gonna have some separation from this person she is in love with so i saw it's like the moment it was like okay i really see you Mm. maybe i don't know i'm not sure yeah it's possible um but yeah and then she then beth you know kind of talks to randall and just says we can't we can't stop this like she's she wants this no matter what like we we cannot stop this and we have to accept that she is growing and that she's an adult. And yes, we, have, we can ground her, but we also have to accept that like, this is our new reality, which mm-hmm. I think was interesting. I guess, I don't know. I guess there are some parents that are that calm. I don't know. After learning that your child has gone to a different city and everything, just the calmness I, I don't know i just found it to be interesting especially when randall came in the room and was just like oh i saw you as a little girl and you know now you're older and i'm going to ground you but i realized that you know you're you're older i i don't know if that would happen in the same day and be honest with you i just felt like that was a very that whole situation was very tv i don't know if you guys mm. thought that or not i
1: didn't think it was i thought it was i thought it was real because I think that as kids get older, I think you just realize that like you've done like, you know, the whole, I don't know, like the outwardly emotion that you would expect them to have, I think is probably more effective when they're younger. Like, oh my gosh, mom's really mad. But I think when they get older, it is about conversations and, you know, like he's realizing I'm looking at a grown woman that's about to be on birth control. Like, like we, let's talk about it. So yeah, I,
0: I you know what I'm gonna say? I think we're different generations because I didn't have I, I I just don't I don't know anybody's parents who were who would be that calm in the moment, but you're younger than me, and so it's possible, and you were the last one. So I'm
1: sure you probably did get that. Um, no, I did. I did get that, and I will say this silence and few words is like deafening, like you know, you yeah. think oh, you know, you almost are waiting, like, oh, I really, I didn't mess up this time, and when you don't get that reaction, you're like, well, wait, what's to come next, so it's almost, yeah, it's it's tough, it's still tough. Yeah, um, what I wasn't
0: expecting, because I was like, oh, they're doing the TV dad thing, and I was just like, okay, and I had a slow, like, nod of my head, like, okay, this scene is about to end, and he goes, okay, Deja, um, he said, Deja, you are a junior in high school, and so um, what we're going to do is you're not going to be able to go to Boston to see your boyfriend, And but I respect you, and I love you. Okay, and he turns to leave the room, and Deja, with a cold stare of a gangster, said, well, that's going to be a problem, and she continues to stare him down without blinking. And at that moment, I was like, "Please don't cut away because I don't even—I wouldn't even know what to say to that at all. I still don't know what to say that, and I'm not even involved in this, and it's an imaginary world. But I'm still like, what do you say to that? And just the boldness to like tell your parent that is like, I—I I don't see it. Um, I guess for me, you bring up a good point with the generations thing." I think, as you all know, I was always doing something. I always had a mess going. I always, it was just always. (laughs) I did. And so I feel like I had to have a lot of real conversations with um, our mom. So I don't know. I feel like I really resonated with Deja this episode, especially because Deja, as I was, had her, she had her package together. Like, why would you assume I'd be going to Boston? Obviously I have a test. I'm studying. I'm a, I'm a picture perfect student. I'm great. Right. Then the spot got blown up. And I feel like then Randall really didn't have to see. And um Deja had to also express like, there's no way you can hold me down. And I so related with that. Like some children, it literally will take the breath out of them like to be constrained like that. So I was actually proud of her for like, no, this can't be the end of the conversation. I'm not a little girl anymore and we're going to have to move and work towards this together. So I really resonated with her on that scene, for real.
1: But my thing is this, as parents, what, I'm mean like, I want to know what is his response after she gives you this, <laughs> out, like, oh no, that ain't going to work for me, bro. You know, you're like... <laughs> child who I feed and clothes so I I don't know what his next move is because I was perplexed I'm like I'm waiting to see perfect Randall what you gonna come with now <laughs> I thing is she's saying that that's not a possibility okay she's a junior in high school and now she's like now we know she's sexually active obviously because I think that Beth did talk to her and yeah. you know she found that out and that's why they're um doing this birth control route and so it's like what are you going to do, Cinder? I mean, it's just, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I mean, my mm. question
0: is, if we all can agree that she's a young lady, we know she's sexually active, we know her boyfriend, we know the family, I'm like, Beth, what is the alternative? Lock her in the room until she graduates? You know, like, I think we have to recognize, well, what is parenting going to look like for a teenager? Yes, she did totally break the rule, lying. But clearly she is gonna see the board no so i no not but he didn't say that you can't see him he just said you can't go to boston and right. she was like well, well look, that's gonna be a problem and i'm just like sir ma'am um yeah whoa like when did you, you start did drawing see? up the when did you start drawing up the worksheet i'm so confused right now
1: yeah Mm -mm. y'all gotta catch each other on the summer y'all gotta be pen pals and when the summer break come christmas break come you know but no i'm not sending my junior daughter to college campus to get it here
0: but he can come here but no you you can't you can't go there and if you do go there it's gonna be with one of us like i mean also right like a six hour trip like this she's not just going like down the street it's six hours away so no there's so many other things Beyond Malik, that could even happen. That as a, as a 16-year-old, um, she's not even thinking about. No, no, no. I'm not saying just let the girl go whenever she wants or anything. But I'm just saying, I think that to me, it showed that at least open up the conversation. Because I just, as we know with if you just try to put that hammer down. Oh, you're not doing this. I don't know what that may do for the relationship, you know, with the child. And again, I think what would it mean to Deja to be like, hey, okay, let's sit down and really explore what's going on how you can function with integrity and truth and be connected. And so like you're saying, if it is, uh, you're thinking about going to Harvard and we're gonna do a trip together. I just think that it could also be a powerful moment to leave the conversation open. Because as you were saying, George, I think it's different parenting a five-year-old where it's like, no, this is the rule in the conversation. But this is a young lady who, as y'all know, by the time you're a junior, honey, I think you were saying, George, you're almost a grown woman. You have to have a real conversation. Because again, she's also um, a child who came to the family from foster care adoption. And I just believe that to me, there's also that layer of how do I ensure that I'm parenting this teenager who has felt perhaps that certain connections were lost and I wouldn't want her to resent me. Or what, like just this, I think there's just a lot of layers to it too, as far as leaving the conversation open.
1: And I to mention, so she was adopted- like, you know, at an older age, I feel like she had so much maturity when she arrived in yeah. the Pearson household. Like, you know, she like she told her dad one time, she said, I've been being the parent. Like, I don't know how to be yeah. parent parent. She had been taking care of her mother. So I just think that she's wise beyond her years because like, she's just like, oh, that's, you know, she did 10 hours on the bus with no problem. Like it was just, you yeah. know, okay yeah yeah I'm I'm excited
0: to see um what I, what's the follow-up <laughs> conversation because I'm literally I'm at a loss like honestly like generationally like I like you had to sneak and do stuff because your parents there wasn't these sit-down conversations there just wasn't right. at all period it was just
1: like I'm the parent you're gonna do this and it's like oh. X on the agenda. <laughs> we're gonna chat about what else okay listen so did y'all see a connection for me when Kate was talking to her boss outside of the theater? For me, I'm just going to be real with you. No, it wasn't
0: like how I felt when I saw Kate and Toby talking when they were at the group, um, when they first met. No, I felt like it was like talking to a coworker and you're going through a lot. I didn't see an instant, you know, like, oh yeah, I'd see how they're going to connect. Not gonna... Yeah, I... I mean, I guess because I already know that's going to be her husband in the future. It's like, oh, okay, this is where it started. But I didn't, but if I wouldn't have known that, I wouldn't have been like, oh, this is a possibility. I just kind of was like, it's her coworker that's trying to like give her advice during this period. But I don't really see a love connection there.
1: I don't either. I'm like, they're going to have to really develop this because I just Mm -mm. see nothing there. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, But the interesting
0: thing was, i love the way that rebecca and jack dealt with the movie situation they found kevin in the food court looking for free samples and if that wasn't the truth the kids that hung out in the mall because okay. <laughs> let me just say the way that people used to pass by that lady that gave out the free chicken the little Ooh, chicken. is she still there or she she's not there anymore? no <laughs> she, i don't know i haven't been to a mall in forever but i just remember we would like go get the chicken sample, go downstairs, walk around some more, come back up and be like, she won't know that with us and get some more chicken samples. So crazy. Still you can literally have $5 and hang out at the mall all day with your friends and like be able to eat and hang out and get something from Spencer's and call it good. And I think that moment also reminded me, <clears throat> it was a lot different being a young kid on your own in the mall in the, what was that early nineties or late eighties? compared to now you know because like Rebecca was able to be calm and again I'm just saying now there's so much going on where I think it's just a whole different level of anxiety um, but her level of calmness that needs to be in a book right because I'm just saying here you are already like okay take the kids to the movies I got my one little date to myself now all of a sudden you get a call that your baby is lost what and to and I think most people and then one would have been like well what happened why did you not watch it never she did not question at all it was just like you know what it's all good it's like wow, wow I love that she had her phone number in his shoe like that was that was really forward thinking there now do you did she do that before the movies or was that already there was that only I think because... it was already there oh, okay I think she like, I know it was their... like, okay, y'all going with your daddy. Let me get this permanent marker. Cause I think, you know, I honestly think like if you have three kids, <laughs> it's hard to keep track of them. And it's just like, in case any of y'all get lost, this is how you find your way home. Cause that's a yeah. lot. I mean, I think she was just, honestly, she's probably lost one of them before she was like, that's this true. is what we're going to do. But this is also the days before cell phones too. So like that's true. you, it just takes a lot more to like find the kids. So I get it. But you know what I'm thinking that I just, it just kind of came to me now. How beautiful that their mom, the big three, their mom was like the perfect example of you're going to have these difficult moments and it really is your choice, how you respond and how that can spiral either way. So for instance, if she would have came at him similar to how Kate came out of anxiety to totally like, oh, you got to do it the right way. You got to do this. Way. Then he totally probably would have like wanted to have some disconnection or like you know, I could have spiraled on something totally different compared to Rebecca, who was like, oh, my gosh, you're good. You could just do. Something. And she didn't even say how he needed to end the day. But you still have a shot to make this a better memory or whatever. Some of that was just so beautiful. And to me, it just speaks to how literally how you even respond to your partner and what that could lead to. Some of that was really beautiful. Yeah. And I love the way that she told him the story about Linda, the ladybug, how they had a horrible oh, day yeah. at the park. And then when they met Linda, the ladybug, all of a sudden, that's what they remembered for the day. And so then he went to good old Blockbuster. I miss Blockbuster, honestly. Like, I know it's a relic of the past, but like going to Blockbuster and picking your little movies out. Amazing. He went to Blockbuster. They had a home movie night. They ended it so perfectly. And he's just like, oh, a horrible day has turned well. And then the phone rings and he finds out the that house his mom phone. dies. Oh, the house. Yes. The house phone with the spirally cord (laughs) rings and he found out that his mom's died and I think as the seasons progress it's interesting to me that Jack is like this model husband and father yet he has this whole other life that he does that he does not allow them into at all and it's just kind of like But then how do they fully know? Like, I know, of course, you don't want to expose your family to certain things, but like his kids are also very like insulated and they never get to really know cousins because Rebecca doesn't talk to her family. They don't really get to know grandparents. It's just the four of the five of them. And that's it. They have no extended family, which is Mm -hmm. also very strange. It may speak to the fact why they also don't have friends. That's true. Um because when his mom dies I mean I don't think the kids well the kids wouldn't be affected because in the preview is they're like oh you've been away for 13 years so they have no point of reference to like any grandparent to, to her at all
1: yeah no and I think a lot of families operate that way where it's just their nuclear family like they don't have extended family and that works for a lot of people and I just think you know there's pros and cons to it, I'm sure, but, um, it seems to work for the Pearsons.
0: I guess it's not that it's not that, you know, if you like for Rebecca's family, when they cut them off, they made that decision together and he knew them. He's never given her the opportunity to like know his family at all. And it's like this secretive thing that is just very disturbing to me. Like you, so I don't know. I just find it to be very strange. But then if you think about the impact of domestic violence, I mean, to know that your dad is literally um, abusing your mom on a daily basis. I think that as a trauma response, he's just like, you know, I have to break away from this because I think of course he loves his mom and they even show scenes where he loves his dad and connects with his dad in some ways. But I think that's hard because His mom, remember? I think for a while, didn't she try to leave or something?
1: He tried to help his mom leave. He told his yeah. And I think she let's go. I don't think she wouldn't leave. leave. I think it was just too
0: hard of a dynamic for him to stay connected to in that way. But I think that's going to bring up so much for him because I think as kids, no matter how old you get, you think your parents are going to be there. I think it's like, oh well, I'll, I'll they're there, you know, I'll connect. But I think he's, you know, just like a lot of us, it's like, wow when you get that call there's no more of they're there or so I think there's gonna be a lot in this next episode that explores the relationship with his mom and what this loss means for him and you know what I guess I guess because of the decisions that Rebecca and Jack made it shows in their kids because in a lot of ways their kids when they're faced with adverse situations they try to have these like super tv dad super moments and not just like regular moments when you're dealing with like when you're seeing like different levels of dysfunction there's no perfect family everybody has dysfunction but if you are always like shielded from it like all the time like when it when it presents itself to you you're trying to have like these Pollyanna moments when it's like but that's not the reality of what's happening right now so yeah so that's interesting but but yeah so the next episode is gonna be Jack going back home to be at his mom's funeral and it doesn't seem like he brought any of his family with him it feels like it's a solo Mm -hmm. trip um i didn't see nikki there i hope that he's there because i just love some nikki i don't know who my least favorite character is but one of my most favorite characters is nikki like he just brings the comedy even young nikki he's just always bringing something extra so yeah so who was
1: your favorite character this week This week, I would have to say, um, I would have to say Randall, just because um, I, I just, you know, that was my favorite scene in the episode. And I just really liked the way that he handled a very uncomfortable situation. He went to his partner or his wife and he talked to her about it. He confronted his daughter with it. You know, he just, he didn't run from it. He didn't want to accept it, but he dealt with it. So it was Randall. I love him. And you know what's interesting?
0: Mine is a compliment to that one. I'm going to, but I have a tie. One of mine is Beth, because I think that was a hard place to be in for her because she wasn't in the car. So you get the report of what happened. Then she knows her husband has issues with anxiety. So then it's like, how is he going to respond? What is he going to do? So then when he's like, I'm going to go for a run, she's okay. Yeah. Take the run. So I really liked how she was able to not just Try to help Randall manage his anxiety, but then also really sit with Deja. And I saw that as like a, a moment where it's like I I really see you and hear you as you're coming into your womanhood, like woman to woman. So that was so definitely Beth for me, but then it's a tie with my boy Kevin. I was so proud of Kevin this episode. I gl- I'm glad that they spent so much time on him this episode. I know some people say ad nauseum, but I really think it allowed us to really kind of go more into his layers and what's coming up for him and I really feel like we're processing with him like how he's literally connecting dots to things making sense of it um because you can see what I liked is oh Kevin wouldn't have done this two seasons ago or he would have done blank so I really liked um just kind of seeing his process unfold what about you he's
1: growing yeah little
0: Jack I just I, I love I love the baby Jack but then I also love little Jack on the grill with his wife even though there's two of them he's making like six steaks <laughs> just like because he's like if we're gonna grill we're gonna grill and i'm like you know what i love it little jack i love what you got going on i like this pool and he just seems super calm so i just like the vibe he's putting out yeah that's true. um did you guys have a favorite scene mine was card. scene. yeah Uh, for me I actually it was like a moment I had it actually had to do with a little Jack um, in the beginning when he touched the stakes. and I think that it really reminded me which I think this show does so well how something so little or simple in this human life he's growing some steaks but it can bring back so many different layers generationally if you think about all these things we're talking about with Rebecca and Jack what they did two generations ago literally has impact in him how he's grilling the steak and what he's grilling it on and the conversation with his wife that what we do in these moments literally lives beyond us and his name is jack and so to me just brought up how even though these generations may look different they have different experiences there's still like this common thread so i thought that it was just like this moment of like oh wow this is it it was deep it was a little moment i had well good well i am excited about the next episode and we are excited that you guys were with us this week Don't forget, you can email us directly at tvtoldme at gmail.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor. And from our three to the big three, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.